Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. I watched that, I was like, oh my god, like, I, it looks like Gordon New is actually breaking her fucking arm. Oh. Slowly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he, he gets her to, to sort of give in to him, essentially. And then they go to this board. Not, fuck, it's not a board, it's a goddamn two-by-ten or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same thing that fucking <laughs> fell on Sato in Karate Kid, too. <laughs> in Karate um, Kid, right? <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> but basically, yeah, they're basically doing like a three inch punch and and Pai Mei is punching through it. And there is a fucking shot that I loved so much from the other side of the board from where yeah. Gordon Lewis is standing and his fist comes through and pulls it out and the camera's shooting his face looking through the hole. I loved that shot and I'm sure it was in another kung fu movie before this and Tarantino is odd, but the way that it's done in this film, I'm just saying it's so good. I loved it. It's really good. There's the, the way they get the shots here, man, when she starts practicing the little three-inch punch on the board. Yes. There's a close-up shot where she closes her fist and boom, punches it. And when she opens her hand, you can see where the skin, the little flapper on her knuckle came off. Oh, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Like, that's like, that's her skin gone. Somebody actually that is... punched that shit and skinned the shit out of their knuckles. But no, I like that's... she... Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's her because, you know, she's got those... You know, earlier I said she had big feet. I'm not like making fun of her. She's got long ass hands and long ass fingers. Well, she's like, tall. She's just, a tall model. Like she's yeah. hot as hell. But yeah, yeah, she punches that, and at one point she punches it and kind of goes ah, and like pulls back a little bit, and Pi yeah. comes out, and yes. he says it's the wood that should fear your hand, not the other way around. I loved like, that line. It's a great line. Like the mentality when, of it, it's tremendous. When he is sitting on top of it. And she oh, hurts her hand, and he racks her on the head with the fucking cane. Yeah, and I she just laugh. drops thump. Yes. And then they, like, I, I love this montage. This is so good. When she wakes up in the middle of the night, because oh. she's been punching all day, and just punches yeah. the wall, and she's and freezing because oh, she's, oh. she's got her hoodie pulled up. Like, it's, it's a great montage. But at the very end... Um, he sees her and he actually smiles and nods like it's the first time you see Pai Mei show any sort of acknowledgement of her 
uh, advancing in her training. It's a really good yes. montage. It's th- that's the way a montage is supposed to be done. Yeah, unlike some... unlike the wrap up of our prior season with Jim Kata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if I may make an an inappropriate comparison. <laughs> but I mean if they knew what he was going to be doing on the obstacle course, like why wouldn't he be doing that? Like crossing rivers with ropes or climbing ropes, but yeah. instead he's There's got no Black Star Ninja on the with course, a fucking dude. falcon and he's splitting cordwood <laughs> and it's just like is it will this actually be part of the obstacle course? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, fucking Black Star Ninja's wood service. He's selling wood on the side. <laughs> I, I do like this, though, where they're eating uh, the rice at the end here. And he's, Paime is eating across from her at this small little table, and she's trying to work the chopsticks. But her hand is so fucked up yep. from punching that she can't use the chopsticks. Yep. And she puts them down and tries to pick the rice up with her fingers to eat it so she can actually get something to eat. Yes. And Paime sees that and looks over at her and grabs her rice bowl and says, if you want to eat like a dog, then get down on the floor and throws her rice bowl on the floor. Yeah. But but then he pushes his rice bowl over to her Mm -hmm. and says, if you want to eat like a person, then pick up those sticks and just waits for her. And she actually picks up the sticks and forces herself to do it. And he actually looks at her approvingly in the end of that. He does. Right, because he's—you you can tell that he's trying to shape her into a strong-willed, actual martial artist type person. That is the last time we will see Pime with a smile on his face. Sadly, yes, it is. Yeah, because now we cut back to inside the coffin with Beatrix can, can, in there. Go ahead. Well, can I just say, like, that's one of the best performed flashbacks because do you remember when we would talk about movies where um the hero the martial artist would be in a a a situation like maybe he's fighting in a ring or something and then he would flash back to him pouring tea with his master and you're like there's no relation to this like how is the tea tea ceremony gonna help him uh with this fucking 300 pound sumo wrestler you know gonna jump his nuts in his face um the (laughs) fact that you know, that flashback was her punching through wood through the entirety and still having control in a situation where she was in a high amount of pain and stress. Yes. Uh, cutting back to her in a fucking literal coffin, um, under stress, panicking, and the fact that she calms herself down, uh, is able to use her fingers, fine motor skills, just like the chopsticks, take the knife out, cut the rope and then start punching the wood I thought is 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 one of the best flashback training scenes that I've ever seen it's tremendous dude because they set up Paime very quickly with that opening little fight and the wrist lock and that he's the teacher and he's the bad motherfucker the entirety of the rest of the flashback is the three inch punch yes and practicing that forever until you're good at it and developing the mindset and the mentality of I'm punching this until I'm through it I yeah. don't give a fuck like, and it like, completely is what she needs to do right now like it's exactly trem- it's badass it's badass dude yeah so she gets her boots off here even though her, her feet are tied together with the belt she gets the razor the straight razor out of the boot and saws well cuts through the rope that are uh, tying her hands together and man then she starts pounding doing this one inch punch or three inch punch on the top of this coffin 
and uh, she it's great. Yeah, she has a line like, uh, "Okay, Pi May, you." I for, I forget, but she says she says something that I actually remember laughing out loud just before she starts punching. She's like, "All right, Pi May, you son of a bitch," or something like that. Yeah, and just starts punching. <laughs> Painful um, motherfucker. I, I forget what she yeah. says. Yeah, she says something that's uh, that's really really awesome. But yeah, she basically is just laying in this makeshift plywood. I I, I like how it's not an actual like coffin it's made of plywood i don't know i don't know the next part how she would get um through all of the dirt but yeah it happens she does that little tap 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 on the the top of the coffin to find the the weak i guess the weak spot is what she's looking for yeah but yeah then she says okay paime here i come Oh, that's right. Yeah, here I come. Right. Yeah, I knew she said something. She said something that, that that got me going. I was like, yeah, I like that. There we but, go. And she punch, and the blood starts to come from her knuckles, but she doesn't break stride at all. She just keeps punching and punching, and yeah, the shit breaks. And, and then we get the Return of the Living Dead shot from the from above. That that shot didn't look bad. It looked a little strange to me. Like when she's climbing, well, the, the soil just the looked ground. soft. Yeah, it just looked like. And it looked like she went like a hundred feet, like she was buried really, really deep. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, it was good. It was great. Yeah, I liked it. it this scene where she crawls up and bursts out through the top of the grave is great. Mm. But it leads to one of my favorite shots in the film, where she gets she gets out of this grave, and then they cut to a guy oh in a coffee shop just yes. having his cup of coffee or whatever, and then you see him kind of be like, "What the." what am I looking at? And he's kind of looking out the front window and then they flip the shot around. So you're looking out the front window and she's just like plodding decidedly across the road with all this trail of dust fucking coming behind that her. That dust coming <laughs> off her is fucking awesome. Like it's it so looks funny. It looks so good. And she's just like, like you said, she's plodding. She's just like heavy feet coming down. Thump, 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 thump. And the dust and the dust coming off her is fantastic i love it it's so good she walks across and she walks into the diner and the guy is just sitting there like standing there looking at her and she walks in and just kind of quietly sits down at the counter and looks up at him and she just goes may i have a glass of water please (laughs) yes (laughs) dude it's so funny and she's got her tits are fucking blown apart with the rock salt. And she's oh, covered yeah. in dirt. Yeah. She's, she's all yeah. fucked up and far from home. Yeah. May I have a glass it's of water, please? May I have a glass of water, please? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So funny. But that whole that section that section's my favorite part of the film. Like, oh, I that's thought, it. That's, I, yeah. I from the the story of Pi May to May I have a glass of water, please? Was fantastic. <laughs> And now we get the next chapter, which is L and I, which is L tear ass and down and, this road yeah. in her fucking L badass Trans Am. Which I thought was awesome. Yeah. So good. Again, Daryl Hannah crushes the shit out of this role. She's amazing. Daryl Hannah was really perfect for this film. Like, even in the first one when she's walking around dressed as the oh, nurse yes. with the eye patch with the red uh, cross on the eye patch was fantastic and then of course her coming ripping down the road in her kind of reservoir dogs suit type yep. uh outfit i thought was uh i thought was awesome and this next 
This next section, actually, is also fantastic. This next section is ridiculously good. Apparently, and I, I didn't know this until very recently when I was when I was doing the research for the film because I'm I wasn't into it before. But apparently, Daryl Hannah and Uma Thurman did not get along at all. Really? And I don't know. I couldn't find out why. I don't know why. Like they had to be on press junkets and stuff. They had to be like physically sat apart from each other. Really? Because they could they couldn't get along. And I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the whole Harvey Weinstein bullshit. Um, because I know, I, I don't know, but word around the campfire is that Harvey Weinstein was, was fucking with both Uma Thurman and Daryl Hannah, Jesus try, trying to be a... his scuzzy piece of shit self. And I, I don't know if at the time, I mean, this was, you know, back in the day, this was 2004, this came out. Not that that excuses anything cause it doesn't, but I think Tarantino was also kind of in Weinstein's radar sphere because of He's making a ton of money for the company now, right? Dude, He's this with came Miramax. Out way later than 2004, I believe. I'm pretty sure it was 2004, dude. I thought I saw this with my wife, and I didn't meet her till 2006. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, you can still watch a movie after it comes out, eh? No, in the, oh no, 2004. <laughs> Who in yeah, the hell was... was I at the theater with? Might want to. I'm going to edit this part out. You were at the theater yeah. with someone other than your wife. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just said to me she just said to me she's like I haven't seen Kill Bill Part Two I said yeah you did you saw it with me we went to the theater remember Andy was there <laughs> she was like I don't remember that and I was like well you were sitting with me <laughs> yeah so well, I, I don't know is, if it was because I didn't of that even meet or her what until or not. 2006 but okay well in, in any event they didn't get along and uh, but uh, it's it doesn't really matter uh, Beatrix here is trotting across the desert in a very Sergio Leone spaghetti western great shot. fucking shots man really great yeah. shots that sun you can feel the sun like just fucking oh. burning on you she's coming across she is looking down on Bud's trailer now with Ellie's car out front and yeah. now Eddie Ellie and Bud are inside and uh Bud is making up a, a blender full of margaritas or whatever the fuck he's making tossing ice cubes in and slashing it up Yep. And she, Ellie, sees the sword there and kind of is like, is that the sword? Can I look at it? And Bud, Bud very classically goes, yes. that's my money in that red bag there, right? Yep, that's your yeah. sword now. <laughs> you got it all you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, like, he's, he's so great. And the way he pours those margaritas into the jars, it just Mason jars. reminds you of, like, a big fucking <laughs> shit. Like, it's not they're just, like, plop, plop. Um yep slosh into yeah. everywhere he doesn't give a fuck yeah but i like uh, i like bud because like we're gonna find out later he's just getting a million bucks out of this yeah like he he's not out a hattori hanzo sword no right no so no she ellie driver thinks he is because she thinks he's a yeah. piece of shit which to be fair he kind of is well um yeah but now she starts talking to him about bill and about the sword and whatnot and uh, he, I believe, Bud, does he, or not, does Bud ask to count the money here or does, how do they open the case? I forget what happens. No, they're basically just sitting there having a conversation and basically Bud goes into this whole thing saying, do you know what the number one killer in 
killer is it's retirement people live longer when they have a job to do and and he's just right. kind of having this conversation you know um talking about warriors and enemies sharing a relationship he just kind of gets a little bit deep and then he's like uh basically saying now that beatrix is dead you know well um what are you gonna do essentially yeah what's your what's your what's your life gonna be after that is it gonna be retirement or is it gonna be regret and then he just uh goes over to uh open the case after that and that's when we get the uh snake the snake i do like the mr majestic charles bronson poster in the background there oh yeah 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 pretty great i like that but yeah the the tie-in with what are you going to do now that your major sort of focal point enemy is gone is a great little line there do you know michael madsen is like an internationally renowned poet yes yeah, like he's got some really good books. Burning in Paradise is one, and there's a, there's another several books that he has of his poetry. It's actually pretty good. Is, I've read some of it. Like back in 07, 08, when Facebook was new, I was friends with Michael Madsen on Facebook. Um, oh, really? And he used to, yeah, he sent me a couple messages that he had poetry for sale, and he was yeah. selling selling poetry and selling his poems and stuff like that. And then, oh man, it was only a couple of years he was on Facebook and communicating directly with his bands uh then he just stopped posting on facebook at all so i ended up just unfriending him like man this guy hasn't been around for five fucking years i don't think he's coming back so (laughs) you know uh but yeah he's a great little great poet great poet this is great where he takes out the money stack by stack by stack and then he takes two stacks out and you see the black mamba yeah and it comes out he's like what and it pop 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 it stings him three times and it stings him it it bites him him three times in the face and then we make get the prosthetics oh, great. effects was really, really great in this scene, man. Really great. Yeah, it swells up right away, and you can see the fang marks in his face. Yeah, and they his, did his, an awesome his, job. Oh, fuck, his left eye is closed, and the snake slithers away. And Daryl yeah. Hannah in this scene, it, from here on, she's so... Well, I mean, she's good the entire time, but from here on, it's exceptional. Where she yeah. sits down and pulls out her little notebook and starts reading facts about the, the Black Mamba. Oh, oh my, my god, god yeah dude. it's unbelievable it's so funny now you want to pay attention because this concerns you yeah she breaks out the she breaks out the facts and he's like in the bush an elephant can kill you a leopard can kill you and a black mamba can kill you but only with the black mamba and this has been true in in africa since the dawn of time <laughs> is death sure <laughs> like hence its handle death incarnate Pretty cool, huh? Like she just <laughs> pretty cool. She's she's doing the same thing to him in a way that he was doing to everybody else. You know, just reading yeah. what happens, how the venom can kill a human being in four hours if you're bit on the ankle or the thumb. However, a bite on the face when she's got three <laughs> can bring death from paralysis in twenty minutes, and that's when she said, "Now you should listen to this because this concerns you." I thought it was awesome, like that. As as fucked up as what's happening is, like it's funny as hell. It's great, man, and you know, much like he had Beatrix on the ground shot with buck salt, and she was writhing around, and he was nonchalantly talking about what was going to happen. It's the exact opposite now with him on the ground, just in utter agony. Yeah. While she's just casually telling him about the effects of the neurotoxic venom that's happening to him right then. 
And his it's eye a, is getting bigger. Like, again, that's part of the continuity. As the scene goes on and L is... They're cutting back between L and Michael Madsen and Bud. Um, like, his eye's getting bigger <laughs> each time they His eye's getting bigger. His cheek's getting makeup. bigger. Yeah, it's really... I, I really like that. And she's... We see here that tying in with the old conversation that they just had of, you know, your enemy and blah, blah, blah. She is pissed that Beatrix got killed by this slovenly piece of shit bud here. Yes. And that she deserved better. She deserved a better warrior's death than what bud gave her. Regret that, yeah, the regret that the possibly the greatest warrior that ever met, you know, died from a shit heel titty bar fucking margarita swilling piece of shit and then she just goes and scoops up the money and the trend like this is the same scene but it's got my favorite transition in the film is coming up so ellie is frantically scooping up the million dollars she's putting it all back into the suitcase so now bud is dead so she's got her so-called revenge because she wanted to kill beatrix Uh, she's got the money, she's got the sword, and then, of course, she calls Bill and basically says that it was a black mamba that killed Bud, that uh, it was Beatrix that killed your brother. And as she's leaving and opens the trailer door, and Beatrix (laughs) is coming flying in with a fucking sidekick (laughs) and hits her in the chest, it's amazing, man. It's absolutely amazing. The foley of that running kick is so good because you actually hear her footsteps. You hear her up. footsteps coming across the ground, and and she is on a wire. But yes, it looks but it looks good. Like I don't know how they rigged it because it basically goes right into the trailer. Um, but I also will say this is my favorite <laughs> reveal that her name is actually Beatrix Kiddo because remember in part one they all they kept censoring her name. And yes. then uh, they said, if you go see Paula Schultz's grave, that will be the last resting place of Beatrix Kiddo. And that's the first time you hear her name. And then they yep. cut to the school teacher, like, Sally Johnson, uh, ba ba Beatrix Kiddo. And it's actually Uma Thurman that puts her <laughs> yeah. hand up and says, here. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was great. It's so good. And then, we, like you said, the door opens for Ellie to leave. And you just see Uma's feet flying at her. <laughs> It was smash her in the chest. (laughs) And then we get one of the best fights, the best fight in the movie. Yeah, I think it's amazing. This film is, this movie um, with this fight scene Uh takes it to a whole other level. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen, I would have a hard time thinking of two women having this violent of a fight. Well, first of all, it's an amazing fight. Secondly, it is the second best fight in a trailer the first being Nicolas Cage and John Goodman in Raising Arizona. Like, yes, it I reminded me that. of that. Yes. <laughs> because there's a point where uh, Ellie pulls out her sword and goes to pull the sword out of the scabbard, and it's too narrow, and the hilt hits the fucking <laughs> yeah. the, the fake wood paneling, um, yep. which is dope. <laughs> I really fucking loved it. This film gets really violent, dude. This fight, because, like... Uh, uh, what's her face? Beatrix smashes Ellie across the uh, the head with a lamp. With a lamp, yes. like hard. And as soon as she goes down, Ellie stomps on Beatrix's bare foot with her heel. Yeah, right and on like the crushes fucking it. Oh. Bare foot. Yeah, 
And then, Fuck, dude. Then you're with with all of that violence. Suddenly, she takes the spit can and oh. throws the spit in her face, and Ellie just stops and just says, "Gross! It's Gross. so, <laughs> it's so, it's so good." But the the oh. gimmick that they do, where she comes and runs and does, she does a beautiful uh, jumping flying sidekick on wires, of yep. course. And Beatrix basically grabs her and throws her through the trailer wall into the bathroom section, and they continue to fight there. It's it's really great. It's really violent. And my favorite kind of gimmick in this is when she sticks Ellie's head in the toilet and she's drowning her, and Ellie yep. reaches up and flushes the toilet so the water goes down and she gets a breath. It's that was so smart, good. man. Yeah, it so was funny. really smart. And then Ellie kicks her in the twat and fucking fires her backwards. <laughs> and they're just punching the walls out of this place, dude. It's some of the kicks and punches really sell in this. I don't know who the, like obviously Zoe Bell must have been cuz Zoe's in a Zoe's lot of his the stuff. Greatest. Yeah. I don't know who the other stunt person was, but um it must be uh somebody really good cuz this is really entertaining and and we hit kind of like this high point and then we have Uma looks over and sees in a fucking golf bag Bud's Hattori <laughs> Hanzo sword that we thought was sold. And uh, now... The only man both, I've ever loved. Yeah. <laughs> Bill. And the two of them are just standing there staring at each other. And she's like, oh, it's Bud's Hattori Hanzo sword. And she's like, he said he pawned it. And the way that she delivers the line, she goes, guess that makes him a liar, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> And then we great. get the reveal, man. Tell us about the reveal, because this I fuck this freaked me out. So, yeah, the uh, Beatrix here says, "So tell me what what did you do that made Pi May pull out your eye?" And you're like, "Oh, so it was Pi May that pulled out her eye, okay?" And then Ellie says, "I called him. What, what did she call him? Like a stupid old fool or something?" Yeah, an old fool, miserable old fool, miserable old fool, and. She, and uh, Beatrix is like, ooh, bad choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll and, uh, do it. That'll do it. And Ellie says, so you know what I did? I killed that miserable old fool. I poisoned his fish heads. I fucking killed him. And Beatrix is like, you can see on her face, like, what? Dude, you the music. Fucker. The music that's building up as this is happening, and they've got an extreme close up on Ellie, and she's like, that's right. I killed your master, and now I'm going to kill you, too, with your own sword, no less. And in the the immediate future, this will become my sword. And and Beatrix just goes, bitch, you don't don't even have a future. It was so good. And the music and the building, like, I fucking love this. This is such a good, good, well-done fight between two awesome characters and that concludes part three of the podcast come back tomorrow for part four if you'd like to get the entire podcast on sunday night you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast patrons get the full show sunday night without any ads if you don't want to become a patron you can go to offendedpodcast.com buy some merch there that'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love and we get a bit of money too to help us keep the lights on here 
Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.